Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me as always is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Happy to start our second podcast episode of the night. This time, not talking <laughs> about taxes at all. No taxes. Oh, talk. yeah. I mean, you guys you guys <laughs> don't know, obviously, because we don't stream live anymore. But uh, yeah, usually Ryan and I try to start recording around 8.30, and it's around 9.30, because yeah, we... You know, turns out we're friends and we kind of like each other. So, uh, yeah, we get chatting. And then before you know it, we've done an entire podcast before our podcast. And tonight's topic was taxes. Yeah. (laughs) Talking about taxes. So there you go. (gasps) It was awful. I mean, wonderful, because, again, friends, you're amazing. But also we feel better. We feel better now now that we've gotten our our (laughs) tax talk out. Yeah, Yeah. Off our desks. Yeah. Yeah. Much better now. So yeah, now we can talk about video games and actually have a fun chat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Um, I am excited to talk about some of the games tonight and excited to talk about the news that is basically announcements of more news coming. So, yeah. <laughs> you know. We have announcements of announcements for you guys this week. <laughs> yeah. We didn't delay the show this week because we delayed the show two weeks in a row for news, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was in a crap shoot <laughs> yeah yeah so we didn't want to do that again whatever this partner showcase is from nintendo yeah but uh watch it be like the bestest direct ever and we're like ah, oh. right <laughs> oh well that's what the tgi mini is for right <laughs> true if i if i actually uh do it I'm, I'm a month behind i because we keep rescheduling i was like well if I, I know record now it's no one's fault it's mainly just like i'm i, I got too busy and and all the Trails fans in the Discord are like, yeah, we've heard this excuse, but he's too busy for Trails. <laughs> now he's too busy for the Mini. What's going to happen next? N- nothing. That's probably the... Look, the Mini will happen this week. We're recording on time. <laughs> so we'll have a couple days to update everybody on what we're going to talk about next week. Although you could probably just look at our news this week and be like, that's what we're going to talk about next week. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> it's the Mini within the Biggie. <laughs> Yeah, actually, put that on the box. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't think there's anything wrong. My with brain's that. like not working anymore after tax talk. But <laughs> I know, I know, it's so good that we're going to talk about some serious stuff tonight. Uh, although most of this stuff is 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 uh, as far as I know is is pretty. Uh, it's not super serious. I don't yeah, know. we got a pretty we got a pretty light week. Um, although, so you just finished up uh, Last of Us and with the Game Club, right? Uh, yeah that's pretty serious that is pretty serious you're right i i i was looking at this list it's like there's a lot you know some of the serious stuff got crossed out but uh no the last of us part one um we did it for game club we finished the main campaign uh this week so we've been talking about the ending um and everything that led up to it and uh, we have one more week where we're going to talk about the left behind dlc but i figured this was a good chance to I was going to say, uh, isn't there DLC and in, in, is DLC part of Game Club? Uh, yes. So it is part of Game Club. And the main reason for that is because a majority of the versions that people would play includes the DLC by by default, like as part of the uh, package. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So uh, but because it's uh, because it's they technically tell you to play the full game and then play the DLC. There are hints at you know, throughout the game as to what the the story could be telling with this prequel featuring Ellie and and uh, her best uh, friend, uh, Riley. Um, and and they're just there are little dialogue pieces 
throughout the game and obviously the ending you know and what happens at the end of the last of us uh also feeds into you know the 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 prequel i guess if you call it the prequel <laughs> it's like a three hour sort of uh chunk of gameplay and stuff it's a it's a really good it was like when it released in 2013 that piece of dlc uh honestly is like it was one of my favorite is that like there was an episode of the tv show mm-hmm. that was like when ellie was younger with the best friend in the mall yes yep it's that is that yep. the dlc okay yeah so they kind of the tv show kind of places it in the middle uh of the story which yeah. also works um and uh i think travis uh from the discord was also kind of playing it while he was watching the show so he actually did the dlc early sorry travis for letting everybody know i'm i'm i'm, I'm telling on him hopefully whirlwind's gonna get it you know our teacher is gonna be like how dare you play it out of order <laughs> um <laughs> but uh he he sort of followed the the tv show uh and went against the teacher's rules uh <gasps> and yeah i know uh <laughs> played uh played the dlc like in the middle because there is like a cutscene uh at the start of the dlc that kind of like is taken from the main game and and sort of sets the context right for why we're going okay. back and telling yeah. this story and similar to the tv show the tv show does this, the same thing um but like what i wanted to chat about is basically like you know this game the game the version of the game i played came out uh in 2022 I think it was September, and this is the PS5 remake. Right. Uh, and, of course, as is the conversation for any remaster or remake, there is this, like, uh, it's not a pros and cons list, but it kind of feels like it. Like, the whole internet gets together to figure out, is this remake or remaster necessary? And it's an exercise done by aggregate, by everyone, and it's uh, on Twitter for, like, a week. Um, yeah. <laughs> and depending on the game, it could be like, absolutely not. This is way too soon. And other games like it's been 30 years. It's fine. You know, like nobody batted an eye at the Super Mario RPG remake because that was yeah. Super NES to switch, you know, four generations of consoles. Yeah. Lots of time had passed. <laughs> yeah. But The Last of Us is a unique experience in that it came out tail end of the PS3 launched uh pretty quickly uh, honestly like around it was around the time that i was paying attention to video games and for the life of me i couldn't bring it up in my brain of like was this even announced how was this even announced because the re the remake or the sorry the remaster of the last of us came out on ps4 shortly after the launch of the ps4 i remember trading in my ps3 copy they had a deal at gamestop mm. where you could give them your ps3 copy of the last of us and then they would <laughs> They would sell you the PS4 version for 10 bucks. So very similar to what you can do now with a lot of like digitally. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, With PlayStation. It's kind of funny that worked out that way. So it was fairly quickly that we got a remaster and it was like, it was, um, it was similar to what you'd experience these days with like the, the performance patches. It wasn't crazy in terms of what they did with it, but, um, but then you have this remake after a TV show after or shortly before the TV show came out, you have this remake. So there are like four versions of the last of us out there, which if you include the TV show, which, which I do, I, it's a different <laughs> medium, but you know, so this remake comes out and honestly, having played it uh, and the main sort of draw is that they've taken the gameplay improvements from part two 
uh, not all of them, but most of the most of them, and brought them to part one in terms of uh, just the the way you're controlling the character, the way stealth works, uh, some of the way combat works as well. It just feels, you know, it's it's more responsive, it's tighter, and it it doesn't feel as punishing as I remember playing it on the PS3. And obviously it looks a, a hell of a lot better too because they have, from the ground up, remade it. Um, the The one thing they did use was the sort of all the performance capture they did. Uh, they, they use that same data, but because they captured so much of it, uh, and they were limited to what they could use on the PS3, they actually were able to use the original data, um, and, and get more of a performance out of these characters 10 years later. So I thought that was a really cool concept. And honestly, like having played the entire game on PS5, as well as on the PS3, it, it feels like they've really... Uh, like that intro scene, everybody knows, well, most folks know this, the intro <laughs> to The Last of Us is is a very emotional moment. And I thought, oh, I've seen this, you know, I saw it on the TV show. I remember experiencing it several times on the PS3 and the PS4. Uh, and then, but seeing it again on the PS5 is like, man, they really added a lot to it. Like there's a lot of emotion. There's a visible difference. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think this is a remake that like I'm, it shouldn't surprise anyone at home, but like I'm a pretty positive person when it comes to video games, and I I figure like if you don't like the remake, you you don't have to buy it, you know. And I didn't for a year and a half. Uh, <laughs> so, and then I bought it, you know. And I'm I'm glad I did. I'm glad we played through it. I, I like you. Whenever you describe a Last of Us game, it feels weird to say I enjoyed my time with it, but that's mostly because it is a very tough story there's a lot of tension it's a heavy yeah it's a very like you say heavy it's very suspenseful it's you know and again the, and i'm saying that as someone who didn't play it who watched it and uh and i think that's a big there's a big difference there i mean i've talked about this before where you know i love horror but one of my big problems playing horror games is that like moving the character forward and feel like it's happening to me instead of happening to someone else that I'm watching, it just is a huge difference for me mentally. So, like, I love horror movies. I struggle with horror games, even though I want to know what's happening in the horror game. It's just like making my character put one foot in front of the other is something I really, really struggle with. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I totally get that that difference. Yeah, and I was having this conversation uh, about like horror games and horror movies, like in terms of a genre. And I feel like I'm kind of the opposite where like, I don't really like horror films. Uh, and I know I do a zombie podcast. And I, I kind of feel like <laughs> the type of zombie stuff, the zombie genre in general, like isn't scary. There's a lot of camp in there for yeah. sure. Like even yeah. the walking dead is like, it's not scary. It's gruesome. Uh, mm, some of your, Yeah. You which know, is different. Yeah. Yeah. Your favorite characters end up, you know, uh, biting it. Literally. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, but the zombie genre is different. And I think The Last of Us took the zombie genre and, and then turned it into a proper horror. You know, coming from the fact that you have these, you have a, uh, the enemies are sort of these corrupted humans from the from the fungus or the, the uh, cordyceps. Yeah. Um, but there are varying sort of degrees of this infection. Like you have the, 
you have the runners that are just recently changed. And then you have the clickers that are um, pretty much immune to like how you would normally deal with a zombie, whether it's a melee or just shooting it. Uh, you kind of have to strategically, you know, go into combat. And that was what made The Last of Us so different is that like suddenly this isn't left for dead where you're able to take some hits and just run mm. around and, and shoot them. Of course, you can if there's only one clicker, you can kind of run around the room and, and you know, basically lead them a little bit and then take them out. Those were the blind ones, right? That were like in that museum. Yes. Scene. Okay. Yeah, and if they get a hold of you, it's a one-hit kill. Like you, you don't have health. You, you can upgrade your ability to sort of break out of a grapple with, uh, with a knife. But um, you know, it, it, if they, if they basically if they get you, you've already lost. You know, like right. the whole point of the encounter is to kind of go about it stealthily, or you know, take out you know enemies one by one and i think that's the biggest difference when they say like oh we took a lot of the combat mechanics from part 2 and applied it to part 1 one of the things they did not bring for uh, bring backwards i guess is the ability to sort of uh break in and out of stealth i found in part 2 you were very much able to get caught by either the human enemies or the you know the infected but you were able to sort of break line of sight and get back into stealth. And like hide again, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, the characters, the enemies knew you were obviously still there, but they they weren't, I mean, they couldn't see you through the walls. Like, I feel like in yeah. Last of Part 1, very much like, if you are caught, that enemy knows where you are mm -hmm. and is going to find you. So they didn't bring that you know, backwards, but they, but they did a lot to like fine tune the combat and make it so it felt like a more modern game. And I, and I think if you are looking to play the last of us, the PS five remake really is the best version. Yeah. Um, and we did have some folks playing on PC and I, my understanding is that the, at the PC port has come a long way since its launch as well. So, um, it now's a great time to play it. Cause honestly, like not only do we have this great game club, but also, uh, you know, the TV shows in a bit of hiatus, um, you know, they're shooting it is season coming two. back though. Right. I was gonna say, yeah, there is a season two. It's just a ways out. Yeah. We likely won't have it until early next year, I would say. And even then they're splitting the second game into two seasons. Cause that's, mm. it's a much bigger that's game what they as do. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, you, you, it goes back to the conversation of like, oh, is this remake really needed? But you know, when when they say you, the gut reaction when they say, oh, we're splitting into two seasons, like, but do you need to do that? <laughs> the Last of Us Part Two very much is structured in a way where two seasons make sense, because um, there are several sort of, you know, angles they're exploring in that game. Um, but yeah, like, uh, I'm, I, I was. Curious to see what it would be like returning to The Last of Us after all this time. And then obviously with the show being so recent as well, like having experienced that story again, pretty fresh. Um, but I'm glad I, I had a really good time playing it. And uh, I think the improvements they made to the PS5 version were really good and um, played with headphones the entire time. And yes, I did get scared by uh, <laughs> by those zombies in stealth. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, but that was the point I was making about the the horror genre. So, uh, I much prefer to. I'm I'm cool with horror games as long as they're not like designed, like to scare, like specifically designed. You know the games I'm talking about, like the PTs and the 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 Slender Man type games, where mm. it's like 
we are designed to scare you. Like the whole point is not about stories, not about gameplay. It's just to scare you. Uh, yeah. I don't play those, you know, I'm good. But in terms of like narrative stories, narrative video games, you know, high action games that just happen to be scary, like a dead space or a last of us. I'm good with that. I usually don't watch a lot of like horror films, you know, um, I can't even outside of zombies. I can't even think of the last one I would have watched. Like what's the last horror film you watched? Oh, I don't even know. Um, trying to think of like probably something in the conjuring universe, whatever the latest one was there. Maybe. Yeah. Mm. I don't think I've seen any of them. Oh, uh, they're very good. Are they? <laughs> I, it it is like I don't uh, I find I find movies are are scarier. They get me more. Like they they get me to jump. Like uh it it's and it all comes down to taste, but like I I prefer to be in control of I still get scared. Like I know we're not going to talk about it this week, but playing Alan Wake 2, there were several moments where I like jumped. <laughs> You know, like scared <laughs> and not just with the cheap, like, you know, uh, uh, video pop ups, like enemies coming out of, you know, doors and stuff like got me, you know. Yeah. But but I much prefer that interactability because I can pause it or I can step back and like, I know there's something behind this door because that's what I would do if I was trying to scare someone. You know what I did? I watched the entire Saw franchise <laughs> when I was pregnant. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and I've seen gosh how many have i seen two or three but like yeah i watched them like back to back to back to back oh my gosh okay uh (laughs) yep (laughs) i'm trying to like grasp so those saw movies they don't like change it up they just are continuing to be like i mean there is an overarching like story but uh yeah they're very similar (laughs) people in traps yeah, usually bear traps of some kind. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not too. I'm not like I'm. I. I don't. I don't like to watch those either. I've seen like I remember when Saw Saw was a big deal when it came out, and I. I, yeah. I obviously watched those, the first couple. But yeah, like uh, those are creepy. I don't like the idea of those films like that. Yeah. That, no, thank you. But I understand like they're very popular. So you watch like all of them, like even like the yeah. newest new ones. Are they good? Yeah. The new ones. Uh, well, I guess I should say I, I watched like the main Saw franchise. So there's like some spinoffs slash prequels now, I think, that are called like Jigsaw. I didn't watch those. I watched like Saw 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, I think. Anyways, yeah, right. that's the most recent. And, and, and I mean, it wasn't like new stuff that came out. But yeah, <laughs> that's that was the most. And I'm trying to remember why. I think it might have been a DVD tie in. Oh, yeah. They did have like a, a saw. Wait, did they? Yeah, Pig is in Pig is in Dead by Daylight. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to remember why I wa- I think it was because I was just because uh, we also watched um, the Pinhead movie. Oh, Hellraiser. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We watched that, too, because because uh, he came to, to Dead by Daylight. Um, and that's usually what what sparks me to to go like Chucky, Chucky is the next thing on the list because they just put Chucky in Dead by Daylight. So, yeah, usually when they add a killer, if it's from a franchise I haven't seen, then I'll go and watch it. <laughs> you know, whenever I think about like those old school horror franchises, I, I just remember Summers, my older brother, we would go to Blockbuster and you would get like the seven movies 
like seven it was like seven movies in a specific genre for like a ridiculously low price and you obviously mm-hmm. you're renting movies that are decades old and we just watched them like we would we would be at, be at my cousins you know visiting and we would just you know my parents probably loved it they didn't care because it's like okay <laughs> the kids are doing their own thing and we get to visit as adults i get that now yeah <laughs> and uh <laughs> you know i understand it. it's like oh the kids are quiet we can talk about taxes and stuff um <laughs> Because that's what I do in my free time. Apparently, we do now. No, it's so true though. I tell my kids, it's like, look, if you, if you guys don't go play, you're just gonna have to help with the taxes. And the kids are like, I don't have to do taxes. I don't make any money. I was like, well, do you want an allowance? Got to do your taxes. So so far, don't have to pay allowance. But um, yeah, that's that's my memory of horror movies. Horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. You tried to move it to Dead by Daylight, which is connected to the game you're playing, and I'm excited, like tangentially. Connected, it is, but. yeah. So uh, I played Islands of Insight this week, and it is uh, published by Behavior, which is the the company that makes Dead by Daylight. Uh, and so it's not a horror game <laughs> at all. It's actually <laughs> super duper chill. Um, and it it's this like giant open world exploration puzzle game. So um, if you remember from 2016, the game The Witness. It's kind of drawing a lot of comparisons to that, except for for some reason, Islands of Insight is like an MMO. It's like if you open the map when you're in the game, you can see little arrows and um, usernames of all the other people that are like in your server. And uh, there's like a constant feed that comes through that says like, Joss solved a logic puzzle. Like, you know, so-and-so solved a hidden gate puzzle. And uh, so that like you are aware and you do see other people um, like in your world running around and solving puzzles, but there's no text chat. There's no voice chat. There's no way to like communicate with them. There's like emotes, but there's that's it. Um, And as far as I can tell, there's no co-op puzzles, which is why I found it so weird as to why it was online. The only thing I can think is that like part of the... I guess progression of the game is cosmetics. So it's like, why have cosmetics if no one can see them? That's the only reason I've come up with so far for why there are other people in your game. I originally thought that some of the puzzles might be co-op and that you'd need multiple people to try to get through it. Um, But that doesn't seem to be the case, which is probably good from a griefing standpoint (laughs) that everything you do is your own. But um I'm not really sure as of right now why it's open world or why it's like online with other people. The open world I kind of get because there's so I should say so there's 10,000 over 10,000 puzzles in the game for you to to find and and to complete. Um, I so far have mostly found puzzles that take me into an interface that's like outside of the game. So there are some puzzles that make use of the world. So there's like um, mazes. There's some puzzles that are like perspective where you have to try to find a like the perfect location to stand in to look at the puzzle so that it like all the parts line up or so that like one puzzle that I found was a whole bunch of like golden rings like all like intertwined and you had to find the spot where you were looking through all the golden rings, but none of the black rings and they're all like mushed up together. 
So there's like, there are some puzzles like that that actually make use of the 3D world, but there's also a lot of puzzles that take you into a different 2D interface. So a lot of the, there's like um, pattern recognition or like logic puzzles. So it gives you this grid where you have to say like um, there's numbers in the grid and you have to connect that number of white squares and separate it from all the other sections of white squares with black squares. So you can't have any of the sections touching and they have to have exactly that number of squares in them and you have to fill up the whole grid. So it's kind of it's like puzzles like that. I, I found them uh, interesting and kind of challenging and I'm still very, very early on. They get much, much, much more complex. Um, but yeah, like it was, it has like really relaxing kind of Zen music going on. You, uh, you do have some amount of like progression in that the more puzzles you do, the higher your mastery level goes. So you basically like earn XP in each of the different kind of puzzles. And when you complete an area, you get currency that you can spend to like level up your character. So like you can get things like double jumps. So that was the first skill that I unlocked. So that let me, you know, access some newer areas. And then at another point you unlock wings. And then once you have your wings and you can do like gliding puzzles and there's like free fall puzzles where you have to like try to hit all the different like, uh, like dots, blobs while you're falling sort of thing. So like they make some use of the 3D world, but they make zero use of the people in it. So I'm kind of like, why do they have to have other people here at all? Unless it's just to show off your cosmetics, really. Like give somebody something to look at. Um, but yeah, like that's basically the progression in the game is there's um there's a lot of cosmetics to unlock. There's like um different titles. So like under your name, it'd be like Joss Plays. Um glider of cliffs i don't know <laughs> like there's you know like there's a, a title under your name you can unlock and then there's a whole bunch of like different headpieces and gloves and boots and you know clothes and everything else like like there are in all these type of online games but yeah there's no so far from what i could tell no gameplay tied to other people so it's kind of weird to see other people in my world but it's very much like diablo 4 it's like, why are these other people here? <laughs> right. Yeah. They they call it a shared world. I wonder if this yeah. is like sort of similar to how um, No Man's Sky originally did their co-op where it was like it was such a big world and they would kind of instance people in if you were close by. But like being a puzzle game, I wouldn't really want like it's twofold. I wouldn't really want people getting in the way of me being able to finish the puzzle. Yeah, and so far they and I haven't had like I've I've had times where I'm in the same area as other people, but like like I said, puzzles where they could potentially like impact your gameplay, you're in a 2D interface that's totally like on just your own screen. Like there's no way for other people to interact with it or you when you're doing a puzzle. Um so yeah, like it's kind of weird. And the only other times, like like I say, like some of the perspective puzzles or the mazes, like they're they're big enough that like you can't prevent someone from from solving it or anything like that. You can't get in the way. You don't change the world. Like you can't move pieces of the world and mess up somebody's puzzle or anything like that. So again, it's like on the one hand, yay, you know, I can't get griefed. Someone can't ruin my my game. But at the other 
like the other flip side of that is like, then why are they there? Like if they can't help me or hinder me in any way, why? <laughs> like yeah. why have them? So it appears as though like I'm just looking at the Steam page. It appears as though yeah. that you can see other people in the world. You can you see them. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you, you see can them. see other. You do see other people. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, you can bring up your map and you, there's a whole bunch of like arrows on the map of like showing people and where they're what direction they're looking and and has their usernames and stuff. So but as far as I can tell, um, there are no co-op puzzles. So I think like you and I could play together we could go into the world and like ping the map and stuff. But like I say, there's no chatting, there's no text chat, there's no voice chat, there's no nothing. So we'd have to be like in a discord or something, which is fine. We play most of our online games in a discord anyways, but We're on discord right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but like, there's no, uh, even when you go in with a friend, there's no puzzles to do together. You can go to the same area and you could both open the same puzzle and then like talk each other through it if you felt you needed help. But, you know, it's, you're not um, like in the game, you're not working together. It's not co-op at all. Right. Which is kind of what I thought it was. So, which is, like I say, I think in the end, it's probably good. It's it's not the game I thought it was, but I was also going to avoid the game I thought it was because I didn't want other people messing with my shit. So, I remember at some point seeing Islands of Insight, whether it was, uh, I can't remember if it was like the Game Awards last year or like a most anticipated list or something. Like, I remember seeing a trailer for this and going, oh my God, this looks so cool. It's like sparkly the aesthetic looks very fantasy um like very up my alley and then it's like you know ten thousand puzzles that sounds so fun and then it was like you know online shared world and i was like oh, nope <laughs> <laughs> i do not want and i wasn't going to play it i completely forgot about it until i got an email last week telling me that it was coming out and it's because like i say it's from behavior who makes dead by daylight they're the publisher of Islands of Insight. So um, it was an email from them saying like, hey, our new thing is out. And I was like, well, I love behavior, so I'm going to support them. And then I was like, oh, right, it's this game. And so I was a little bit hesitant because I'm like, again, I don't want to I don't want to play puzzles with other people. Other people suck. I want to live in my little alone bubble. <laughs> Leave me alone in my single player. Um, but yeah, I actually I did. I did play it. And I was like, OK, this is actually fine because they can't mess with my stuff. But if they can't mess with my stuff, why are they here? And I think that's the big question that um, I don't know if they've really answered at all. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. So like, I don't understand. I think it's, it's unnecessarily online, uh, but that doesn't make it a bad game. Yeah. The, the only thing I could see so it being an online game and I know like, you know, every game needs its sort of extra stuff to try to have an extra bullet point on the steam page. But I mean, as long as when you want to play the game, you can get into it and the servers being congested or, or, or uh, bogged down. Like that was the issue with Diablo, right? Like there's no offline mm. mode, you know? So as long as you can get into and play islands of insight, like if it can't connect to the servers and show you other people walking around, um, as long as you can still play it. Like, yeah, I, I haven't had any issues. Um, yeah, and, and good. basically like, so at any point in time, this is the other thing I kind of liked at any point in time, you can just quit the game. Um, and then when you log back in, you're standing exactly where you left off. Perfect. So yeah. yeah, there's no, you don't have to get to a save point. There's nothing like that. It's just like, you just log in out and your character's just standing in the same spot. So. Yeah. 
I mean, that would be my biggest concern is, is as you said, if the online allowed other people to mess with your shit, um, and also the online mode required you to, you know, adhere to servers being functional and having to quit at the stone of insight or whatever they would call it, you know, <laughs> the fact that you can just escape exit game. And when you come back yeah. in, you're, you're there like that's, I mean, like, I understand, like, oh, man, shared world online, what's this about? But, like, as long as it's not impacting your enjoyment of the game, then it is just an extra feature. And I'm sure you can toggle it off, like, whether you play in offline mode or just say, hey, don't show me other people. Um, yeah, I don't actually know if you can. I didn't I didn't really look into that. But, um, but, yeah, like I say, I did run into a couple of other people, and it's just, like, because there's no text chat or anything, people just kind of ignore each other, which again, why are you online? Like, that's just the big question mark for this game is I don't understand why they made it online because it would have been perfectly fine without being online. And it's also, it's huge. Like, there, like I said, there's 10,000 puzzles. You have to actually like go to a location and find a thing. It's not just like a queue of puzzles. So like there is that bit of exploration. And uh, and yeah, it's it's huge. Like, it's just, it's vast. So uh, that I still have a ton, ton, ton of it to explore. I think I've probably done 25 puzzles. So yeah, there's still <laughs> quite a lot to find. And I did find that um, the puzzles themselves were varied enough that like it didn't seem repetitive or boring. So I mean, and I've only played a few hours, but like, yeah, I, I it was a really, really good. And I know that I've been into this kind of game lately, but it was a really, really good like wind down spend some time like engage your brain but not like not in a in a suspenseful or upsetting way like last of us and alan wake and a lot of the other stuff we've been playing lately like this was pretty just zen chill like click some boxes from black to white (laughs) like it was it was pretty good (laughs) that sounds good to me and when you're not clicking boxes, then you're like running around with this like floaty step that leaves sparkles behind you, <laughs> like floaty kind of fantasy world. It was it was pretty great. Sounds perfect. Like a yeah, great uh, <laughs> chill break from Alan Wake Two and The Last of Us Part One. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think like if you're looking for a puzzler type of a game, I definitely recommend this. Like there's tons of variety. There's tons of puzzles to do. Like I, it's definitely worth the price tag. I'm just not sure why they bothered to make it online. It, I, in my mind, unnecessary. Um, but yeah, it has a, a pretty um, extensive progression system and lots of stuff to unlock. So yeah, like kind of reasons to do those 10,000 puzzles as well outside of just the satisfaction of puzzling which you know I do also enjoy but yeah it's 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 really good I'm I'm enjoying it so far so again Islands of Insight um I picked it up on Steam I think that's uh that's the only place you can get it right now I think it's it's PC only but yeah Steam only 40 bucks yeah. Canadian so uh yeah. yeah not bad uh anything else that you played this week you want to mention Sure, I can quickly uh, chat about uh, this game. So speaking of, you know, trying to find solace from two very tense and scary games, uh, I've been uh, playing Honkai Star Rail, which is uh, another game, funny enough, that is uh, online, uh, but very single player focused. Uh, This is uh, uh, the the latest game from the studio behind uh, Genshin Impact. 
So um, you kind of know what you're getting into in terms of the look and feel of the game. It's It's got a similar look to Genshin Impact. Uh, very, um, the a- animations like got a lot of flourishes to it. It is a, a game where uh, it's free to play. Uh, the main reason I picked it up is I got a new phone and I was like, I want to test this thing out without having to spend 20 bucks on, you know, uh, Death Stranding or something. And I was like, well, let's try this this uh, free-to-play game. I, I played a little bit of it at launch. Uh, it actually launched um, uh, last April and then came to PS5 in October, I think. Um, and that'll be key here in a minute. But I, I started playing on the phone again, get a feel for it, and then I realized, like, oh, like, playing games on the phone isn't all it's cracked up to be. Let's try it on the PS5. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing mostly most of it on the ps5 um but uh it is a game with right now i'm i'm very much still in like sort of the the single player aspect of it of like trying to work my way through the story um it is a game where you are uh, you you have a a set of characters uh similar to any other rpg and it is turn-based so that is a unique thing about it is it is turn-based it's not like an action game like genjin impact um but it like it is very it feels like if you just mainlined like mainly focused on the story it feel like you're playing like a, a any other jrpg you know you can kind of ignore a lot of the extra stuff they throw at you um like the daily login bonuses and you know like you think free to play you think login bonuses repeatable missions like mm-hmm. uh grinding for mats that sort of stuff to upgrade all your characters uh because there is no way to level up your characters through combat. You have to use like consumables that you collect through completing missions and, and stuff like that. So it's it's very much got those trappings, but I found that I could pretty much ignore them uh, and just do the main story. And the main story is quite is is interesting. It's all fully voice acted. Uh, you play as a character that uh, actually I think there are several characters with amnesia, uh, but you're. <laughs> Your main character you start off as this character you get a bat that's another cool thing is like you have a bat like a baseball bat that's your weapon um and you hit people with it and there are different like types of characters that you have like different elements and those elements allow you to do specific extra damage to characters or to enemies and such so like you want to balance your team but i found like i could just sort of mainline the story and the story has been very interesting like i said it's all fully voice acting you can kind of just sit back and enjoy it enjoy the you know the experience without having to worry about like microtransactions and you know all that stuff uh so that's why i primarily have been playing it on the ps5 because like i'm still in the sort of the thick of uh, uh of the story you know like the, the story elements um but we're playing on the phone comes in is more like doing the repeatable stuff like queuing into your repeatable missions to get your daily you know, mats and get your, uh, uh, you know, your, your sign in bonus. So there is a lot of that, but I think you can avoid it if you really just want to play a free JRPG. Um, Mind you, they do give you a good chunk of free characters, especially if you have been sort of logging in uh, at specific events, which I have like, Usually someone in the Discord will say like, hey, <laughs> log in to Honkai Star Rail right now and you'll get like this really cool character for free. Um, so I have benefited from sort of having like my my dipping my toe into the game over the last year and a bit. Um, but this is the 
first time I've actually seriously been playing it. Uh, but like other free to play games, there is like a summon mechanic. It's called warping and you warp on a specific banner to get specific characters. And there's like the pity rates and the percentage of drop and all that yeah. stuff. Like it's all there. <laughs> So, like, I'm not trying to sugarcoat it and then be like, but really, there is that side of it. So you you do get the aspect of, like, you know, oh, they dropped this new character. It's like, but you can't get it unless you summon it. Honestly, like, that, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm very, very, very uh, invested into Hearthstone. Um, but that was one of the things that got me out of Marvel Snap is, like, I was really enjoying the gameplay loop. It was on mobile. It was great. But then, like, they would drop a new character, and it's like you had to spend tons and tons and tons and tons of money because it just like it was so hard to like target one specific thing and and fill one hole in your collection. Um, and it sounds like very kind of similar to this is just like, man, if there's a new character, like you have to pay so much money, you have to summon, 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 buy banners or whatever the yeah. I don't know. Um, so like, yeah, you have to spend so much time and money trying to target like one little thing like that throws me off the of games real fast. Cause I'm just like, I'm, I'm one of those people that will pay for and have no problem paying for something that they want to play. Um, as long as it's not like predatory and it was really starting to feel that way. Cause I'm just like, I, as long as I can get the thing I want to get in a reasonable amount of time or with a reasonable amount of money, I'm like, cool. But like, yeah, when you start to have to buy like, well, it, using Hearthstone as an example, although it's it's much, much better now. But like if you had to buy 50 packs to get the one legendary you were looking for. Like, that's no good. <laughs> no. Yeah. And I think that like in this in every game is every free to play game is different. And having played Fire Emblem Heroes for the last, well, since it's launched six, seven years mm -hmm. Every it's crazy day. that it's been that long. <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. And like having played that game for seven years straight, um, it's similar experience to, to you with Hearthstone. It's like you kind of know the mechanics of its free to playness, and jumping into another game can be daunting. And I, and I would yeah. say like, you know, Honkai Star Rail has been out for a year and a bit, but even jumping in after a year it's kind of like you're you're you have to retrain your brain to be like no this is a different free to play game it it operates differently and there are good things and bad you know good differences bad differences and i kind of just like sort of checked my brain at the door and i've and i've been using you know whirlwind who's been a great resource in the discord to kind of like okay how do i how should i warp how should i do the the summoning the free to play side of it and the game has like, unlike Fire Emblem Heroes, it doles out sort of the tickets that you use to summon very rarely. Like it's it's very, it's very rare that you get a ticket. But then so there's these tickets. There's two types of tickets. But then there are resources that you use to buy the tickets. So there's the premium currency, and then there's the tickets. You need the tickets to summon. You can use the premium currency to buy the tickets <laughs> to then summon. So like it's a whole thing. Yeah. And then. And then your brain's like, okay, but what if I what if I do want this specific hero? How should I summon on it? And then they're like, well, you don't want to summon on a banner unless you have so many tickets, because after so many warps, you get a guaranteed five star, which is what you want. You if you want the five star, there's I think it was like seventy. This is making tickets. me want to throw up in my mouth. <laughs> I know. And again, like 
if you are playing a specific game and you you know you're and you're enjoying it and you just and you're just playing through it and you have all these resources it it can be helpful to know when you should warp yeah. or summon but like you don't you don't know that unless someone tells you that or you look it up on the like there the reddit you know, there's various reddits that that offer these but really you kind of need like a free to play guide to play any of these games yeah. hearthstone uh, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, Honkai Star Rail, Genshin Impact. Like, there are free-to-play guides out there. So yeah. that's sort of how I've been approaching it. Like, just mainlining the story, not putting, you know, money into it. Uh, I've been doing sort of the intro warp event that they kind of, like, you know, once that's, like, they give you 50 warps, and once that's done, you can move on and stuff. So I'm I'm very much playing it for the single-player aspect of it. I'm not doing the grinding. I'm just enjoying the story and the characters. And um, I haven't had a lot of like uh, FOMO of not having specific characters because those specific characters are part of the story, you know? So you're getting, you're, you're getting to interact with them. Sometimes they join your party for a little bit. So like there is that like single player side of it too, that I've pretty much been focusing on. So I will, uh, Continue to play Honkai Star Rail. See how that goes. It's been a nice break from um, some of the more intense gaming that I've been doing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun to jump back in. And the PS5 version is great, and it's all seamless. I can jump from the PS5 to PC to my to my phone and, you know. That is nice. Yeah. Yeah. That flexibility is nice for sure. If you guys enjoy what we're putting together here at The Gamers Inn, head on over to patreon.com slash thegamersinn to support the show. Uh, you can also jump over to our Discord if you are catching up with Last of Us Part 1. Uh, the Game Club posts are all up there now if you want to join the conversation. The great thing is you don't have to play it at the same time as everyone else. Uh, you can join the conversations from each week at any time. So do go and check that out. If you want to join the Discord, it is bit.ly slash TGI Discord. That brings us to the news this week or the the news of the coming news. <laughs> um, so there are reports. We, we have a, a few Nintendo things this week. Um, basically, there's a whole bunch of information coming later this week and next week. Um, but, uh, there are rumors that the switch two has been delayed potentially into 2025. So we were originally thinking that we were going to get the new hardware this holiday season, but now it looks like we might be looking at March, 2025 or later. How are you feeling about that? Well, I feel like this is partially my fault. Cause you asked me last episode, like, when do you think this, do you think this is going to yeah, come out? This, this is all year? your fault. <laughs> and, and I foolishly said, like late summer, early fall. Uh, so, I mean, this is a struggle I have. And Nintendo has never been good at um, uh, console transitions. Uh, they always wait too long. They always have a drought before the next console comes out. Um, well, and they don't do point fives like everybody no. else seems to. <laughs> no, they don't. And I think Nintendo really does... And we've seen it. We're seeing it now. Like we're we're seeing it come. Uh, like I think the last big release we had was well, Tears of the Kingdom. I think since Tears mm -hmm. of the Kingdom, they've moved a lot of their teams over to focus on the next console, and we've been getting remakes, remasters, smaller experiences. Um, 
And I know the Princess Peach game coming out is technically like a new, brand new full experience. And I think that'll be like sort of the last one we get. But mm-hmm. if if we're looking at a new console a year from that, uh, I, I think if you're a Nintendo fan, like you are waiting for the next yeah. Switch. Um, and that's going to be a long wait. You know, like I really like Nintendo games and it's it's tough to think that we are going to be waiting another year for the next console. Um, they do say that they've delayed it to ensure that it has the strongest launch possible. What that is like, that's kind of exciting. If they are delaying to have a strong launch, like what are the launch titles? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a Zelda game, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe Metroid, maybe a new Mario. Um, so it'll be an exciting launch, but uh, I, I, a year from now sounds like a long time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we do have the partner showcases coming. Um, that's going to happen tomorrow. Um, so we'll cover all those announcements, but maybe that's what's going to fill in the gap. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, there's a, like, there's a lot of talk that this partner showcase could be a little bit more than previous partner showcases. Um, more in line with, when they announced they had a pr- previous partner showcase like uh, Mario versus rabbits, uh, the sequel um, mm. like that was a, that was a very Nintendo like experience, but it was a technically a partner game. There's talk that this partner showcase could breathe new life into the switch in terms of there being the two Microsoft games that are likely to come to the switch. Right. Um, and and uh, yeah, other, other titles like, but I mean the Nintendo switch, Nintendo in general is not really known for their third party sort of support that you would look forward to. Mm -hmm. Um, But maybe there'll be some, some gems here. Uh, I I mean, if I were a third party, like a partner for Nintendo, I'd be like, I wouldn't be saving the big, the big releases for the last year. You know, Um, I feel like anything new that gets announced is likely to be, ports or um you know re-releases so yeah uh, i don't i wouldn't expect anything like on the level of like a mario versus rabbits type experience where it is like technically a partner game but it feels very nintendo like which is why people buy the, the nintendo platform yeah so i'm i'm just managing expectations this is likely like just <laughs> a hold on to your butts type thing of like we're not quite ready to because if they were to do a normal direct it'd be like they have a few games to talk about that are announced for this year for the switch, but really yeah. like the focus is um, the, the, the successor. So, yeah. And then we have, uh, we have Pokemon as well. Pokemon presents is on the 27th. So a week from today. And uh, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really into, like I haven't played the last couple of Pokemon. The sword and shield was the last one I played all the way through. Um, so mostly cause the, the, uh, Scarlet Violet was the most recent one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That one was the one with the terrible, terrible launch. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it it had a, a great launch. If you look at the numbers, uh, not so great launch. If you look at the technical performance, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. It had a great, yeah, yeah. like it made a lot of money, but then people got in there and were like, why did I buy this? This is garbage. <laughs> yeah. Cause I was, just, I stayed away from it. Cause I heard it was just, it was awful. It was buggy and terrible. Yeah, I, I played a little bit of it. Um, it's honestly one of those games. I'll say it. That's one I got to get back to. Uh, and yeah, like it's not <laughs> uh, the most stable experience, 
But um, I saw what they were going for. I mean, really, like a new Pokemon on better hardware is is uh, would be great. But um, I think with this Pokemon Presents, the tweet itself talked about like, hey, specifically mentioning Pokemon Day news. Yeah. Um, which I think is tied more to Pokemon Go in terms of their sort of celebrations. I could be wrong. I'm so out of the loop with Pokemon Go, but... <laughs> um, you know, the DLC is completely out for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. They announced two packs and they, they are both been released as far as I know. Uh, the next sort of like game, like in terms of their sort of uh, schedule, um, their pattern, I should say, is likely to be a remake. So I would I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if we see like because the Switch successor is still under wraps, if there was to be a new Pokemon game, it's likely to be a remake. I don't know which one is due up. I think the last were like Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond. I can't remember what they were called, but <laughs> it sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah, I um, it'd probably be a DS remake. I think is what they're headed to. Maybe X X and Y. No, that was 3DS. Or no, it was Black and White. I think was uh was DS. So I'm I'm out of the loop on Pokemon, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> um. But yeah, like likely a remake. That's likely what we're headed to next and and would totally fit with how Nintendo approaches their sort of sunsetting of a console. So uh, yeah, Diamond and Pearl was 2006 and then um, Black and White was the follow up. So maybe maybe a remake of those. Those were DS games. Yeah, but, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think really what I'm just looking forward to is is finding out what the what the Switch 2 looks like and when we're going to get it because like it does feel like all this news is like anticlimactic, very like winding down, like we're we're waiting for the next big thing from Nintendo and that's the Switch 2 and as much as we have reports of delays, like I would really like Nintendo to actually like come out and tell us something personally. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo loves like to a fault they love to do things on their own time yeah and the rumor was that we would get a switch to unveil in march uh that was before these stories of of it being delayed to next march in terms of the release um and nintendo is probably like well if it's come if we've delayed it six months then the announcement gets delayed six months like we're not in any rush so we could be looking at an announcement in september october instead of a console <laughs> Yeah, which would fit Bad right face. in line with how they announced the Switch originally. It was like unveiled in September and then, you know, they kind of drip fed like what, what it would be until March. You know, then yeah. there was a big sort of unveil in like February. So like Nintendo loves their like, you know, this isn't like Xbox or PlayStation where they like announce the boxes and what they look like and how much do they cost and this like big sort of pre pre announcement fair event yeah nintendo will hold on to it because they know they'll sell and they'll be sold out yeah. for months maybe years at, at the launch so uh in their minds they're like why would we yeah why would we cares? announce this why earlier would, yeah we want to sell remakes of paper mario and pokemon <laughs> exactly <laughs> and new princess beach games exactly yeah i mean we all Nintendo knows we know that as soon as they announce a, a Super Switch or whatever, it will <laughs> stop sales to a certain degree. Yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. Like, why would I buy the Switch when I know that there's a two coming and I have a date and specs and everything else? So, yeah, they're 
in a way shooting themselves in the foot. I get that. But yeah, also, I want to know what's coming. I want to know. But yeah, uh, one Final piece of news, we do have a date for this. Uh, Borderlands is coming to theaters August 9th. We got a poster today. There's a teaser for the trailer, which is coming tomorrow, which is like, trailers for trailers? Are you kidding me? Like, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I watched it. It's like, oh, a teaser's out. It's literally 10 seconds. Yeah. And it's um, smash cuts of all the characters saying one line and uh it's like i don't know it's so hard to get a feel for this like both from the stills and these this quick trailer it's like looking at the, like the poster in the trailer of the trailer i'm just like this cast is so weird <laughs> yeah yeah like jamie lee curtis is in there uh kate blanchett <laughs> kate blanchett kevin hart kevin hart yeah i don't know the actress who plays Tiny Tina or or the uh, I can't remember what they're called the the his her guard. I, I, I can't remember what the official name of the of the enemy characters are. But um, yeah, it, it just looks weird. Like, I mean, it could be I, I basically what I've seen is like it could be hilarious and really great or it could be the worst film ever like it's yeah, so hard to I don't to think tell. there's gonna be any in between and like I played Borderlands 2 um I dabbled in one and three I think and then I played Tiny Tina's Wonderlands and I loved it um which almost made me want to go back and play Borderlands but I haven't maybe I will before the movie I don't know because like I, I'm with you I think this is either going to be hilariously ridiculous and amazing or a total complete flop. I don't think that there's going to be a middle ground here. Like, yeah. So I don't know if if playing Borderlands ahead of time will be a good thing or a bad thing. (laughs) Cause I don't really like, it was so long ago. I don't remember exactly, but it's so, so long ago now that Borderlands originally came out. Um, I barely remember anything about it other than like ridiculous crude sense of humor i vaguely know who i think the bad guy is like yeah i know very very little about it so i don't know yeah i don't know how invested i want to get into this i'm sure that i'll watch it but like yeah it's just it's so weird maybe the trailer tomorrow will convince me (laughs) we're definitely in this snapshot of time where when we reconvene next week on the show we'll be able to sort of chat about the last three stories um and i th- it feels like the borderlands movie's been in development for a very long time which is also kind of scary right like whenever you hear that it's been in the works for a long time i'm like why how many setbacks are we talking <laughs> what yeah. got messed up <laughs> it's uh it's directed by eli roth speaking of our talk about horror at the top of the show and mm. uh, he was the guy that did uh the hostel series so Ugh. yeah <laughs> No, you know, not great films, uh, not a lot, not a great pedigree. To- well, those are actually I shouldn't just uh, I, I should explain my uh, maybe is that like I haven't seen them because that kind of shit is like my worst nightmare. Like I, I like my horror to have a little bit of an element of like completely unrealistic. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. So I I just like looked at the general idea of hostel and was like, nope. Yeah, I'm gonna you just nope, nope right out of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, 
I didn't like the concept. I'm not saying dude's a bad director or anything like that. Like, I know nothing about it. Didn't see the movies because I noped right out of the concept. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I think uh, when we get the trailer, we'll have a better idea. And um, of course, the Internet will have, you know, discussed it. Torn it apart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, the 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 cast themselves like taken away from the roles like it's it's a it's a honestly i never would have thought you would have got that cast for a borderlands right? video game borderlands? adaptation yeah <laughs> you know yeah so uh i don't even know if i like looking at that cast i'm like how i like i would never like borderlands aside i just would never put those a- actors all together like no. how did this happen but that <laughs> Again, could make it could really be great. amazing yeah it could yeah. be amazing could be terrible but i don't think it's gonna be just okay like it's gonna be amazing or terrible no middle ground <laughs> yeah it could be like madam web levels of bad so <laughs> we'll see we'll see yeah uh so yeah we'll have more information about all this stuff next week In the meantime, if you would like to join the reveals in real time, head on over to our Discord, bit.ly slash TGI Discord, and chat with everybody over there. Uh, That's going to do it for us this week. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me at Joss Plays. Ryan is at R. Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers Inn. Thanks for staying at The Gamers Inn. Remember, tune in next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone.